If you want make a ginger, give me the cockroach. My coach, I be your love. Anywhere I go, I come up with my bummer love. So they do like bummer. If you want make a ginger, give me the cockroach. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. We back. We are. It's been a while. It has. I went away to undisclosed location where they really don't respect the mask. But now I'm back in the place where I take my mask off for five seconds and people look at me. Yes. I'm, I'm home. Yes. You you might get your ass whooped. Yeah, I, I look and see. And it's not even by people my age, but it's mostly, you know, older people because they will be affected more than anybody. Yes. You are in a place now where people is just looking at you like, I'm not about to die for you. And that's comforting. Please don't. That's comforting. I, I contend that's people not wanting to die for you is comforting. But um, anyway, we are back. I don't know what episode this is. You know, I never know anyway. And it's been so long. I'm definitely not. Uh, it, it doesn't even feel like 20, but we had 20. Oh, yeah. But um, I figure we start this off with a laugh. You ready? There has been a laugh. Go ahead. There's a wrestler name change. Matt Riddle will now just be called Riddle. Or I so I contend that the fact that they have changed his name is clear that he is just a jobber now. Because think about it. Every time they change if every time they change someone's name from two names to one, that means you were a jobber. Think about it. Kevin Owens, they haven't changed it to just Owens. Seth Rollins, they haven't changed it to just Rollins. Roman Reigns, they haven't just changed it to Roman. Kofi Kingston hasn't been changed to just Kofi. But Cesaro, he's just Cesaro. Buddy Murphy, just Murphy. What was it? Andrade's Almas is now just Andrade. That is the clear, clear indication that WWE don't think much of you, man. I wish they wouldn't think so much of this goddamn program with this 19-year-old girl and Buddy Murphy. When the draft house said, okay, this works, even though they shouldn't have this whole brand thing because it makes no sense, especially right now. But when that happened, I saw Rey Mysterio, I saw Dominic, and I said, oh, shit. Here we go again. No, when I saw Seth get drafted first, I was like, all right, cool, bet. Then when I saw them too, I said, oh, shit, here we go again. Just bury this, please. I appreciate Wayne, uh, Ray Mysterio for being Keenan Ivory Waynes, though, and putting the whole family on. That that I can get behind. You're going to see a Mysterio here forever. Why? I don't know. But now we got Bianca Belair. We watching SmackDown while it's happening. So let's get into the first story. Um, 
WWE wants to take, they basically want they, they uh, independent contractors to be in these 360 deals. That's the best way I could say that. So you saying WWE is now E1, a.k.a. Cosh Records? Yes. Like, and what I mean by that is everybody's Twitch accounts, discords, cameos, any little streaming thing they had, podcasts, they are now all under the WWE umbrella. Like you've seen, Swerve City is also under there now. Yeah, I saw that. You know what? It, and it's basically what it's basically what happened. It's, it was like I had a feeling something might happen to the show. I thought they was actually going to can can it. Like, dude, you doing two or five live all shows? You doing and not you know dissing him at all. Like I said, but it's like. You're doing 205. You can't have a show. Like, bro, people don't really know me like that. But instead, it was like, bring it to WWE Network. And I think this is what happened because it's weird. Swerve City does not have a lot of subscribers. I hate when shows a lot of views but not subscribers. And then, yeah. but, like, every guest from, from uh, I'm sorry, from Bailey to Shotzi, mostly the women. Yeah. But I understand. Uh, when it's them, it's tons of. I think the one with Shasi is like sixty-one thousand views, and I'm like, man, eh, that's fire. But then it announced, you know, however weeks, how many weeks ago when they said, okay, they put it on WWE Network. I said, all right, man, y'all slick as hell for that, bro. I just said, what's the splits? Are they giving them a Spotify deal like they Joe Budden or what? Well, the thing I also saw is like. This, let's be real. WWE was cool with it until they saw the bags people was making. Like AJ Styles was making a bag over there. Paige was making a bag over there. Aleister Black and Zelina Vega was making a bag over there. When they saw how much money people was making on Twitch deals, WWE thought, well, maybe we can just make a big deal and spread that out. Like the Birdman and Suge Knight came out in Vince McMahon real quick. Once he saw that money, he was like, yeah, 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 no, 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 no. We'll run this. You, you gonna deal with us? And uh, and that to be fair, I don't know how their contracts work, but I don't think that was probably in their contract. And that's why Paige is out here like, you know what? I might end up quitting because, yo, man, this is some bullshit. It's one thing if I got to use the name and promote WWE products, and I got to. Excuse me, carry myself to a certain standard. But the stuff I do for fun, now y'all taking some bread away from me? Because y'all wasn't up on game? Hey, man. Paige out here about to be uh, the no-name of WWE. And we, we've heard from various people. Sorry to cut you off. We heard from various people. They was like, why don't you just use your government name to do that or cameos? It's something... It, if you think that's going to work on Vincent Kennedy McMahon and the way he does contracts, boy, y'all really don't know who this guy is. The other thing is, look, man, you can do that. Let me ask you something. What's Alistair Black's real name? Alistair uh, White? Exactly. You don't know what the fuck his name is. All you know you don't know who Zelina Vega's real name is. You don't know Paige's real. You might know Paige's name because of the fighting with my family thing. 
Y'all know AJ Styles' name? So if you just see their regular name on there, you just gonna bypass it. Like, who the hell Twitch is this? That's true. You have to even in the, on the font, you would have to have your name. You gotta have AJ Styles on there. Then you can't do that as well because WWE. Well, obviously AJ Styles is owned by WWE, but you know it's other names that are actually owned by it. Yeah. And this, uh, this is why, you know, WWE makes people a lot of times use a name that they picked. Because if you like, let's say Daniel Bryan used this. Well, technically they can take Daniel Bryan's name because that's not his real name. But like, let's say someone back in the day, like, I don't know, Barry Horowitz or Bret Hart. That's Bret Hart. Bret Hart is his real name. You can't license Bret Hart. No, and any future if he gonna give us a goddamn soliloquy about why you can't like me. Yeah. That's my goddamn name. Last oh, yeah, name. It's, it's, it's it's uh it's federal. Like you can't you can't license someone's government name. If that was the case, don't you think someone would have cap uh done that to LeBron James or Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant or something like that? But you know John Cena is actually John Cena's name. That's licensed. That can't be licensed. I promise you. He said it on a how of all people, I got to quote Howard Stern interview. But he said it on a Howard Stern interview. I want to believe in 0405 that the name John Cena, which is his government name, his middle name is Felix. Don't ask me why I know that. I just looked at Wikipedia a couple months ago. His name is John Felix Cena, Alexander, or something like that. But I think his last name is definitely Cena, and it is owned by WWE. Promise you. I guarantee you this. Once that contract run out, WWE don't own it no more. Brother, that contract is never running out. It's John Cena. He might not need it in a little bit. You He'll notice never the Rock. be on a Legends deal. He'll never be on a Legends deal as well. Yeah, you notice The Rock. They still call him The Rock, but it's Dwayne Johnson when you go to the movie theaters. He The Rock forever. He The Rock for us, but you know, like people, like The Rock has done a great job of just like saying like, when you see Dwayne Johnson, you know, okay, The Rock is in this. If you see, you know, uh, Mark Calloway, you're not going to know right away, oh, okay, this is The Undertaker. You're just not going to know. You're not going to make that connection. Like, John Cena, John Cena will be good forever because that's his name. So he may have, like, licensed some of his, like, uh, the rights to certain things and licensed his name out to them. But they can't. They don't have the rights to it. They may just have uh, licensing properties within a certain way. But the only person, like he, can probably sell his own stuff with his name on it. Because how are they gonna stop you? But anyways, moving on to the next topic. Um, we've been going a while. Last, I mean, we missed most of this month or all of this month. And this month was two important milestones. Um, both AEW and NXT hit their one-year anniversary as televised shows. Uh, of course, AEW is just over a year old. It's about a year and a half old now. And NXT is nearly a decade old. And I figure we do like a quick rundown of like, you know, some good and bad of both. Now, we'll start with NXT. Let's do AW first. 
You want to do AEW first? You, you go. You go ahead, AEW first. Okay. So my, you're gonna find that my feeling about AEW and NXT's first year, there might be some some overlap here. But uh, my feelings on AEW's first year, it was solid. It was solid. There was a lot of things that I think they did well. I think they did keep their audience entertained with those long form storytelling things and they kept it in a way where it made sense because a lot of times wwe just like sometimes they'll give it to you every week and that can run it make it run its course in certain ways with wwe whereas aw some they would give it to you one week and then next week you may not see anything about it which allowed to give them some time and really figure some things out the I mean, clearly the number one thing they've done well is tag team wrestling. Yep. Tag team division is great. Tag team division is very, very strong. Um, one thing I do appreciate that they do is they do do heel versus heel, which is not a common thing that happens, at least on American wrestling television. Mm-hmm. Like You will see two heels duke it out, and that I think that's refreshing. Because a lot of times you just like sometimes on other programs, you know, you'll see just uh, face versus heel, which makes it like Justice League versus Legion of Doom type of thing. And the only time you get the heels fighting the heels is if it's a multi-man match. And, you know, sometimes, like I said, it's refreshing to see heel versus heel. What else did they do well? They weren't afraid to have fun. Like, and they weren't afraid to be goofy. That is one thing I will give them because my views on wrestling is wrestling is inherently silly. Mm-hmm. So why not be inherently silly? If you're just gonna have serious I can beat you promo, serious I can beat you promo, and match, 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 and just always like these serious, intense things. I don't need that. Like, they got Orange Cassidy over to feel like a real star. And that dude is a goofball. Like, had he been in any other company, he'd be Yano or R Truth. He would not be a legit title contender. Um, Let me ask you a question. You think the flair of Orange Cassidy has went away? They burned it out. It's the no, same way, and I'll bring it to the Fiend. It's the same way I feel about the Fiend. Like, can we just do this every now and then because it's an attraction? No, I don't think they've they've killed it with Orange Cassidy because they haven't seek to like make it the primary thing in the way that they made the Fiend the primary thing at times. They're like so focused around that. So. That's why I don't think I think there's still a lot you can do with Orange Cassidy at this moment. I still think there's a lot you can do with the Fiend. I just think you need some time to let him like figure out his character again. Whereas Orange Cassidy, you know, he had that beef with Jericho. And I mean, Jericho spent his whole summer making Orange Cassidy look like a like a legit star and succeeded. Um, You know, hopefully he's going to do that same thing with MJF now. But the other thing I will say they've done is they do try and put forth a quality wrestling match 
every week. To a fault. Sometimes not every match needs to be that, but we'll get to that. And uh, so I guess we can move to the cons now. So the biggest and clearest con right off the back is what's up with your women's division? Because, hey, man, the champion barely gets TV time. Like if the champion is barely getting TV time and people who are barely ranked like Sean Spears or, you know, freaking uh, QT Marshall are getting TV time. Sheeta and Nyla Rose and Britt Baker and Big Swole are all better than those dudes. So you need to get those guys, those ladies more time. Another big thing is, and I don't, I'll say this with a grain, I'll take this with a caveat because of what happened this year is the idea of making new stars. Now, I do think they were on the way to do that, and I do think they've taken some time to make certain people feel important. They haven't done as much as they said they would, and part of that is because pandemic, so all you have is TV, and you need recognizable names to be on TV to get ratings. I don't fault that. I understand. Every company is doing that now. Look at who's the champion in every company. It is someone who that wrestling community is familiar with and has been familiar with for years. Matter of fact, go look at almost every champion. And I guarantee you, for the most part, outside of maybe a few tag team champions or like a woman's champion, the champion is someone whose name you recognize or a face you recognize without even just looking. If you've been watching that program for a few years, you know, okay, you see that face, you're like, oh, okay, I've seen them on the show before. The, you know, I do think some of the storytelling goes on too long. I know I praise the long form storytelling, but not everything needs to be long form storytelling. Um, and we can get into a lot more intricacies, but I think we do that week to week with AEW. So I think those are my big things with them is, the good things are good tag team division, solid matches every week, and the attempt at having fun, even if sometimes it doesn't work. The negative parts are got to make more stars, got to do more things with the more things with the women's division, and certain stories can be wrapped up quicker. That's it. You got anything? I think they they okay, Joe. Okay. <laughs> I'm trying, just I'm trying. No, if you don't have anything nice to say, just say, "Look, man, I didn't like the first year." That's fair. No, I always want to go hard. Okay, let me do this. Let me not do that. All right. And do this instead of that. He can get with this, he can get with that. All right, here we go. So the women's division. That shit don't basically exist. Why? Have no idea. All right. We get a women's match every once in a blue moon. I guess they're trying to appease their fans by not having women's workers. I, I, I could, more than likely, but I'll leave that alone. 
other than that, I like the fact that they virtually did have fun. They tried different things. They put a lot of underground talent on. I was adamant for the first year and counting that they should have more workers working for them. It's TV dollars coming in as of now that's being funded by Pakan, who owns not not the you know the reggae singer, but father. Yeah. Tony Khan, whatever his name is. Still. So it it went from it, he's funding that from you know many of the things that he owns, which is fine. You know, I can't knock the hustle. I think they should have more talent because once again, it's a lot of workers. I guess they're fine with being with the ROHs, the MLWs. I feel like I'm missing some more. I don't want to count New Japan because if you New Japan, you kind of stay there because they treat you well, even though you're going to get about a thousand bumps on your neck. Shouts out to Abushi because, God damn, I don't yeah. know why to keep doing that. We can talk about that later if you want. But I mean, the first year, first couple of months, it was great. Uh, I'm sorry, I got thrown off a little bit. I really want this shit to end. I really want this shit to end with Ray Mysterio, Dominic, yeah. Aaliyah. Angie need to start showing up more, with all due respect. Okay, so they just have to get more people. But then it's distinct. They got Brian Cage, who I thought was going to be the champion. They end up giving him a fucking Bud Rock, Budweiser title slash Chuck E. Cheese title slash WWF No Mercy Creative Belt title. Yeah, it's a participation trophy. We can why be is it, about that. Why, yeah, why is a 19-year-old? Bro, I'm really distracted. I got to turn this shit off. This is a 19-year-old kissing a 30-something-year-old man. You're wilder right now. Hey, man. It's Vince McMahon. They're bugging. Yeah, I, this ain't going to get you no ratings, especially right now. Okay, but going back to that, yeah, so... Brian Cage, I've said before, I'm a fan of big dude that could work like a motherfucker. Pretty agile too. And he only the, the funny thing is he doesn't work like a big man per se. Like this dude no. really, I don't know what type of style that is, but to be as swole as he is, you know, he, he's yeah. swole as hell. To be doing all that is pretty good. It's not like he's doing front flips and all that. He's not dodging COVID, but still, I think that he can do what he's doing. And he could barely move his arms. It's crazy. So, yeah. but he's on AEW Dark. All right. It seems to be all the great talent are on AEW Dark, which is a YouTube show and not the main card. And that's where I get confused at. It's like, okay, now we pushing Kenny Omega. Okay. So him putting others over really didn't help the others because now it's just like, all right, you go to AEW Dark. That's the same thing I felt about WWE. You put somebody over, and it's kind of like, all right, that's kind of it. And that's that's just the, the wrestling business as a whole, anyway, to begin with. It's kind of, you know, it's it's always your turn, and that's fine. But it's like, you start burying people, which I'm not saying AEW does. They're not burying anybody. I'm like, okay, once you're done, we have nothing else for you. And maybe it's just because the state of the world right now. Because realistically, they're not supposed to. Not even realistically. It's fucking common sense right now how this pandemic is going and it's growing and it's never going to end. It's going and it's growing and it's not going to end anytime soon. According to Dr. Fauci, that you should, and we told when this first thing happened, even though we don't have all the common knowledge of how this shit works, at least put a mask on. At least be indoors. Be, you know, sanitize everything. 
they are doing shows at Papa Khan's Stadium in Jacksonville outdoors. And this is the airborne jeans, but that's neither here nor there. Okay, get it how you live in Florida. People are hard hitting. We'll talk about that later on with the WWE and how the CT is like, yo, y'all gotta relax. But you know, not to be long winded, it's just pretty good. Let's see how you know the next couple years goes. It's now because now the stakes are high because how the economy is. Nobody's bringing in any money except for WWE because they're not spending any money. They made their biggest quarterly year ever because yes. they're not touring. They don't have to use all the effects. I don't know how the money is going to be in the next quarter because they definitely had to put some money into the Amway Center. But I, I'm pretty sure it's not going to be a huge hit because they're not trying. No, but I no, do. One, you brought up one good point. I remember everyone was saying AEW needs big man and AEW needs big man. So what did they do? They went out and got Wardlow, who works as a big man. Um, you got Lance Archer, Brian Cage, and Will Hobbs. All three really talented dudes. Also, three really athletic dudes. So now people are mad. Why is Lance Archer doing moonsaults? Why is Will Hobbs doing a frog splash? Hey, man. I told, I told a homie this at the job who was curious about where the state of wrestling is today. And I was like, look, man. Wrestling is becoming more diverse due to the fact that athleticism is becoming the priority and talent. So if you want to be a good wrestler and you want to work around the world, not only do you have to be a good worker and know the technical stuff, you have to be athletic. Right. Absolutely. So even the white dudes have even the big dudes have to be athletic. Even the white dudes have to be athletic. The big white dudes have to be athletic. Like, look at Strowman. Strowman had to drop almost 100 pounds. When he started, if he started at the weight he was, then he would not be in the industry right now. Right. That like Fale had to drop like 100 pounds because you have to be able to move and run a little bit. People want to see a bit more. They want to be able to see a varying pace match. So sometimes they want to be able to see you run or move or get out of the way quickly. Right. Not that the giant match is dead. The giant match is dead. It's just it's altered. But um, no, I think you, you raised some some very valid points with AEW. And I think, you know, even if you love it, you can't really argue against anything we've said. I mean, you can, but it's not really there's not much of an argument. But uh, now we can move on to NXT. You can start with NXT. I started with AEW. You can start with NXT. Oh, man. Since they've been on TV, it has not been as well as it was on NAC Network, which is weird because you're getting it back from USA, even though you've been getting back from them for about 20-some years. Yeah. I mean, everybody else got called up. You got the Undisputed Era holding it down. You got other workers I, I truly do not give a fuck about. Other than Undisputed Era, the women's workers. Yeah, that's it. I don't really... I'm, I'm fucking don't want to see Pat McAfee anymore. I don't want to see a field goal kicker anymore, even though he had that mess with Cole. That was cool. The build-up was better. Yeah, other than that, you know, NXT was, it's been high. Hey, I'm not going to bury it and say it's just been trash. I'm never one of those people that's going to say he's just trash. But damn, it, ain't, it hasn't been that entertaining. Maybe it's because most people got caught up, even though they kind of fall back on the call-ups, thank God. 
It ain't hitting the same. The guy that we thought was going to be the star, he became a nasty A lot of people got out of it this year. He became a nasty man. He could have yeah. been the face of NXT. So it's kind of like, yeah, right now they on cruise control. Uh, Yeah, no. That's all fair points. I think I know why, and this isn't just something I noticed. This is also something that's been brought up. Shout out to What Culture Wrestling uh, by Adam Cleary, who does the ups and downs for What Culture uh, NXT. And the thing he noticed is the same thing I noticed. Once they got to TV, the idea of making new stars was an afterthought. Yep. Like, let's just be let's just be completely honest. The idea of making new stars at that point was completely an afterthought because, and you know how I know this? So Karrion Cross was the guy they were building to be the next star, and he was going to be that. Like, he was clearly just the next guy. Like, that guy had it all. And then he gets hurt. So they have to do uh, an fatal four-way Iron Man title match between Adam Cole, Finn Balor, Tommaso Ciampa, and Johnny Gargano. And Finn Balor had gotten some decent wins, but he hadn't had a big win. Uh, Johnny Gargano was losing matches all the time. Tommaso Ciampa was barely on TV. Adam Cole had just lost the title. And I say all that to say the reason they had to pick those guys and they couldn't pick a wild card like a Cameron Grimes or a Damian Priest or a Kushida is because they haven't done a good job of getting them over with the audience. Like, they try, they'll try every so often. Like, I remember early on, uh, one of the main events was Walter versus Kushida, and that was a great match. But I don't know if it got the ratings the way they wanted to, so they just moved away from Kushida for a while. They tried it recently with Damian Priest versus Dexter Loomis for the NXT North American title on TV. And it didn't really work as well as they thought it would. And then a couple weeks later, Johnny Gargano wins the title for the second time. So your champions now are like, I'll give it the tag team division is only Lorcan and Danny Burch. But to be fair, there's really no tag team division there at all. And that's the consensus with WWE in general. Yes, like the same way the women's tag team titles are should be how the WWE tag team titles are. You should have to go through all three brands. I'll say this, though. Look at the champions like both AEW and NXT. They've done the same thing, which is the pandemic hit. We got to get ratings. And even before that was all about ratings. So you have to put recognizable faces on there. So. Who's the champion in AEW? John Moxley, a name you, a face you recognize. Who's the TNT championship? Cody Rhodes, a face you recognize. Who were the last two tag team titles? It was Hangman Page and Kenny Omega, two faces you recognize, and now it's FTR, two faces you recognize. Now, in NXT, like I said, Only Lurkin and Danny Burch, you've seen them, but when you couple them with Pac McAfee. Okay, that's a face we recognize. Plus, these two guys who we've known for a while, and they finally won the title. Fair. Right. The women's champion is Io Shirai, someone who has been killing it for the past, what, since she's been there? Recognizable face. Got put over heavily the uh, 
when she had that match with Charlotte and uh, Rhea Ripley. So fair. The NXT champion is Finn Balor. Who does not know who Finn Balor is? The man is the creator of Bullet Club. Right. He's debatably the most loved wrestler in all of the world. Right. The NXT North American champion is Johnny Gargano, whose name is Mr. N He's their Shawn Michaels. These are all names that people know and are familiar with if you watch NXT. And these are all people that the announcers can speak uh, in great detail about to get them over with the audience. You can't really do that with Jungle Boy. You can't really do that with Damian Priest just yet. You can't really do that with a Dexter Loomis or a Cameron Grimes. You can't do that with a Kushida to a degree. You can't do that with um, Isaiah Swerve Scott. You can't do that with Bronson Reed. So that's where AEW and NXT have done a similar thing is they have not gone out of their way to make new stars as much as they said they would because now ratings matter. It's all about beating the other person. AEW is over here desperate to remind you that they beat WWE and NXT every week. NXT is over here desperately trying to get on their level when it comes to ratings. And because of that, the burgeoning talent that's supposed to be coming through there to go to the main roster is not it's not happening as fast as it used to. Now, what are some good things about NXT? Look, man, can you go through one week of NXT and not see a match that you really thought was like, how often did you watch NXT in the past year and thought, hey, there was no good match this week? I ain't gonna hold you. This year, it's a record for me since I've been watching NXT since shit since it's been out. Like, bro, I really don't be tapping in like that. Like, I watch uh, Wednesday. Did I watch Wednesday? You watch yeah, Halloween? I did. Yeah, but I fell asleep because I was just exhausted. But for the most part, like, I don't really tap in. Like, I might watch it the next day because usually I. This is the first time in a while I've actually watched a SmackDown live, and because we have no sports whatsoever, so. And I got time because we record. Other than that, it's like usually I watch like the next day. I ain't gonna hold you with NXT. It's like, all right, I might watch it, but for the most part, I haven't watched it that much this year. But when you've watched it, you haven't seen you've seen maybe you haven't seen a match that wasn't great, but you've seen the you've never really watched it and say, Hey, there wasn't at least a match on there that was all right at the minimum. Like you've never watched that uh, NXT show and been like, every match was bad. Nah, I would never do that. Yeah. And I think that's a similar thing that they have with AEW is you never watch either of those shows and been like, okay, every match here was a bad match. Nah. You may not have great matches every week, but they are doing the similar thing to AEW, which is putting a, a solid, an effort to put on solid wrestling every week. Um, The thing I would say, some... Some good things about NXT also is they have a women's division. Their women's division is the best division in all of NXT. Like, going forward, Io Shirai should main event every takeover until further notice. Like, it should not be Finn Balor. It should not be Johnny Gargano. 
It should not be the tag team champions. It should not be the cruiserweight champion. It should be El Shirai because that's the best division in all of WWE is the NXT women's division. And the way I could, the way you prove that is, yo man, they just had a banger of a match between Rhea Ripley and Raquel Gonzalez, just off the rip. Like, you can't really do that too much with any other division. Like, yeah, you can get a good match between Bronson Reed and um, Austin Theory, but it don't feel like, oh, okay, these two, once you see those two wrestle, you're not like, oh, man, they should put the belt on them. When I watched Rhea Ripley versus Raquel Gonzalez, I was like, okay, these are two world champion contenders right here. Right. So that's one thing I think is really good, and I think – that's one thing we have to commend them on. The other thing I would commend them on is how do I say this? They have committed to letting certain people lose matches in ways that I didn't think a WWE show would allow. For example, they let Kushida just beat Tommaso Ciampa. On TV, they let Velveteen Dream beat Finn Balor. On TV, they've let people just win. And they've sacrificed people. When Karrion Cross was getting over, they sacrificed Dijakovic. That is not something the main roster would do. In order to get over, Keith Lee is not going to just beat Randy Orton on television or Braun Strowman on television. He has to beat them at the pay-per-view event. Until then, it would just be like DQs or, or screwy finishes. Which I understand that ethos, but that becomes frustrating for certain people. So I do think those are the so I would say those are the things that are good about NXT for me. They are trying to put forth quality wrestling. They have a strong women's division, and they will allow in order for someone to get over, they will allow a wrestler to be the more established and more popular wrestler who's hot. The negative things is clearly same thing with AEW. You got to start making stars. You got to have a tag team division. And another thing is how do I put this? Stop having just random matches just because you need to and just make them good so we, we don't, dis- we, we're not distracted by that. Right. You, can, you can give us a story, it doesn't have to be a lot, but you can give us a little story. But, uh, Moving forward, um, now that we talked about those things, hey man, how long should Roman Reigns hold the title? Yes, exactly. As exactly. long as you know, because Dwayne call it. I'm telling you, Dwayne is calling. Hey, he might be called Jimmy and Jay as well, because. He was out there cutting that promo. It was it was Jay earlier, right? I, yeah. I get the the twin thing confuses me. So he was cutting the promo for his life. I yeah. hate you. I hate you. I'm like, yeah. yo, he's trying to get a bag. He's like, oh, oh, Rock calling you? I bet. I want yeah. to get a deal with Seven Productions as well. Yeah. Oh, you're not doing that baller show. You got to do some TV show, bro. Right. Can you put me in the new football show, Ballers the – Revamp? I don't know. Yeah. 
Can we uh can we star in repos the TV show? Can yeah, me <laughs> can we do that? Hell, we'll be some high school extras bring the smart guy. Yeah. We'll do whatever we got to do. But um nah, my man, knee, my knee can't take another. They can't take another injury. Yeah. Remember what I told you about SmackDown? SmackDown will be just fine the moment Roman Reigns comes back because he is Thanos. What did he restore? <laughs> Bring you right back to me. Yep, it brought balance. It brought balance to to SmackDown because you ain't got to try and like the Universal Champion storyline feels like one of the most important storylines. When Braun Strowman was there, nobody gave a damn about that title. Like right. be serious, be serious with yourself. When's the last time you gave a damn about the universal title? Shit, I don't recall. The fact that shit, this time remember how everybody kept treating the title like it was a Madden curse? He I mean, finally broke the Madden curse. Yeah, he did. You know how I know? Look, man. What Finn Balor wanted got injured. Kevin Owens won it. Nobody cared. Goldberg won it just to lose it to Lesnar. Lesnar held it for forever and then lost it to uh, Roman. That's not a curse. It made no. us realize it was a blessing because we miss Brock Lesnar. At least I miss Brock Lesnar. But it was boring for a while because, like, everyone was treating just the idea that you get the opportunity to face Brock Lesnar as a championship in itself. Well, if that's the case, why does Brock Lesnar need the championship? It just shows that you can't beat him like title. You can't beat him as a whole, but you can't beat him for the title as well. Yeah, but that you know what I mean? Like the same way. So the rumor is Orton and Edge is supposed to happen at WrestleMania for the title. Uh, no. All right. I'm, sorry. I don't, I'm tired of seeing The Fiend. I don't want to see Randy Orton versus The Fiend. I don't want to see Randy Orton versus Edge. I don't want to see none of that shit. Bro. Please, Brock yeah. got to come back. But any of that stuff would have been fine without the title. All of that stuff can happen without the title. And the thing I'm saying is, if you're making the idea of just facing Brock, because I remember when Ricochet had that match against Brock, and the argument was, well, just the fact that Ricochet is in the ring with Brock is a win in itself. It may got buried. He ain't been the same since. Yes. And if you're going to make just the idea of facing Brock a moral victory, then Brock doesn't need the title because what you're saying is just the opportunity to face him is like winning a Royal Rumble match or winning a number one contenders match. So just the idea of facing Brock is a championship thing. The real reason we got Brock gave Brock the title to my feeling is this is the UFC run he was supposed to have. And they also had to get that, uh, get CM Punk's uh, record off the books. Now, but like I said, just going through the curse, after Brock loses the title, Roman has it. Roman, unfortunately, gets ill. That had nothing to do with the title. It's just bad timing. Because it happened to your champion. So they put it, we thinking, oh, okay, this is Braun's time. It's not Braun's time anymore. Goes to back to Brock. Then it goes to Seth who we all wanted to go to. 
And then he loses it to The Fiend because The Fiend is the hottest thing and Vince has to capitalize right now. And that's something that kind of killed The Fiend's momentum in the sense that he lost it to Goldberg, then Strowman won it and nobody cared. And then The Fiend won it only for Roman to come back and restore order. That is the dude that restored order to that title. Right. We could say whatever we want. I know you're looking at Sasha Banks right now, but huh? I ain't even tweet. I, I'm watching it too. I know. She, go to the office. I ain't even doing that. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to clock out for me. The least sense yeah, Mark. No, I was listening to what you're saying. It, I honestly just listen to what you're saying, and then you know that's when I convey my thoughts back. It's called respect, yeah. even though I was respect, disrespectfully, respectfully looking at her on screen. Okay. No. All right, so I just yeah, don't want to see my, my whole thing. I just don't want to see Randy Orton versus Edge. I don't want to see Randy Orton versus Fiend. I don't want to see Fiend no more. I don't like Alexa Bliss. I don't need to see neither one of them. I know they did this to appease the incels a little bit because they something because God knows they hate everything about WWE, but still watch and they still buy their fucking 3X shirts. I don't know. It's just I don't want to see it. Like there's no, like you said, there's no reason for them to have title. But in this instance, maybe you get us to watch somehow. Well, this is something I was also thinking about. So when you run down the names of champions who have uh, won the WWE and Universal title in the past four or five years, so. There was Roman Reigns, there was Braun Strowman, there was Bray Wyatt, there was Brock Lesnar, there was Goldberg, there was Kofi Kingston, there was Daniel Bryan, there was AJ Styles, there was Seth Rollins, there's Drew McIntyre. Um, you had um, Jinder Mahal, you had uh, Kevin Owens won the Universal title. Do you know the only two? NXT, like modern era NXT champions that we can think of that have won a main title is Kevin Owens and Drew McIntyre. Really? Yeah, and Finn Balor. Like, think about all the NXT champions that have come through. Neville came through, didn't win one. Andrade, didn't win one. Champa and Gargano are still down there. Adam Cole is still down there. Um, Bobby Roode, didn't win one. Samoa Joe, didn't win one. Shinsuke Nakamura hasn't won every title but the main title. Like, Shinsuke is one title away from being a Grand Slam champion. Right. And they're just not going to do it. I don't think they're ever going to pull the trigger on him. Nah. It's just funny how the Samoa Joe, even though he could talk, it's just funny how it's just like, all right, you just gonna do commentary. I think Vince or somebody or Bruce came up to him and was like, hey, you ain't gonna wrestle no more. Even though he has had a lot of injuries in the past couple of years, but I mean that was well, shit. So it's Seamus. Yeah, yeah. I I don't even want to hear that dude's name. But yeah. in the case with, with Joe, aka no, I ain't gonna even say his aka the Scott Simon say, <laughs> even though it's just hilarious. It's all respect, but it's still hilarious. But with him, it's kind of like, all right, you just gonna I know you had a lot of injuries and it's 20 plus years experience. He's more of a vet than Seamus, but I feel like Seamus is older than him. I might be mistaken. 
and who cares because Seamus is trash. But besides that, it's just maybe this is a, it's a second life for him, and it's fine because we don't. I would like to see Samoa Joe wrestle, but hell, I've been seeing it for almost years. In 2002, 2003, I've been watching him. The same with AJ Styles since they were in uh, TNA. So, I mean, it, it's ran its course. I would have liked for him to get one title opportunity or as far as like holding the title, but it's not necessary. In the case of somebody needing the title, it's been it's been Hall of Famers that have went into the Hall of Fame without having the title run. So that that's fine. No, I, I get that. The thing I'm saying is so WWE and particularly like we always hear Vince say, like, oh, you know, these stars gotta work harder and they gotta do more for us. Like, mm-hmm. hey man, what more do some of these people have to do in order to be looked at as championship material? Right. Because like, let's let's just keep it a buck. If you're not willing to work these shot these Saudi shows, you're not gonna be champion. Like Daniel Bryan basically said he ain't gonna do no more. He ain't gonna be champion no more. Kevin Owens don't want to do none no more. He ain't gonna be champion again. Right. Like Alistair Black technically cannot, so he will never be champion. Sami Zayn, he can be Intercontinental Champion right now because there's not going to be a Saudi show coming out. Yeah, for the next couple of years. Yeah, so he can be champion right now. But if you're not willing to do those Saudi shows, you're not going to be champion because those are the monies. Like you said before, that's the WrestleMania now. That's SummerSlam now. Yeah, I mean... They still playing on, on the side, no far as like a live show. They still trying to have the show on Tampa next year. I mean, in a couple of months, because yeah, in this case, if they do have if they do have Randy Orton versus Edge, yeah, give it for Tampa. <laughs> give give Florida that pain. Yeah. Yeah. Like give them that pain. You can have the match at Tampa. Just don't have the Rock versus Reigns in Tampa. Can we at least wait till twenty? 22 if things get better if which i doubt if things get better please we need that out here in la exactly yeah. i need that out here in la yeah and i think we should close since we be getting all these slander off about companies in particular i think we need to focus in on one particular thing when it's just like wrestler to wrestler so sasha banks has won the title this past week in what has been seen as a banner year for both her, Bailey, and women's wrestling in general. Because, yeah. they, like, with this pandemic, like, people, I think people have come to realize that women's wrestling, particularly in the WWE, the women wrestlers are, like, all top 10. Like, when you think of all the top tier talent, like, how many people like I'm gonna just name names? How many people are in the WWE are better than Sasha? How many people are better than Bailey? How many people are better than Charlotte or Asuka or um El Shirai? How many people are better than Bianca? How many people are better than Naomi? Like, how many men's workers can you name better than them? You know what I mean?
And anyway, all I mean by that is Sasha has. What's our go ahead? No, my fault. So what I was saying was, you know, I said it earlier this summertime that I heard you <laughs> during the summertime that, you know, when they had the whole those bells thing going on and I got the shirt I'm wearing right now as we speak. Shouts out to the WWE shop. You need to cut me a deal. But besides that, I said at that moment, the women have really held down, not just WWE, but pro wrestling as a whole this year. Like without Absolutely. Sasha Banks, Bailey, Oscar, you know Charlotte been she's been for the past couple of months, but it's not her and Becky as well. But without all four of them, man, pro wrestling would have been low key mid, if not trash this year, because they was getting before New Japan came back and they got crowds. Fucking America, they got crowds now. <laughs> before they came back, before you know when AEW was trying to figure it out. And then now ROH is back for all those that care, except for just me. So that's one more other person. So they yeah. they held it down. Like, you know, nobody would admit that. That's why that PWR list is bullshit because it's like, you're going to name 500 other dudes better than the women? Yeah. Like, really, bro? And, you got to include that shit because and, I, top 10, most of them don't even need to be there. Yeah. And this is how cold Charlotte was this year. Before she got hurt, she was putting in work on all three shows. Like, routinely. She would have a match on Raw, go do her thing on NXT, then come back on SmackDown to do stuff, too. Bruh, they gave Sasha and Bayley the title so they can show up on all three shows. Right. Like, I don't think people really realize that. So it really hurt my heart when Booker T got out here in his feelings saying Sasha Banks rubs him the wrong way and he doesn't really like her that because of that. Now, look, ma'am, I understand your personal feelings are your personal feelings. You can feel that way all you want. I'm not saying you can't like Sasha Banks. But, you know, some things is for the house. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I'm letting you go before I speak on it, man. Because you got a history of doing this. Yeah, like uh shout out to Dead Ass Girls Podcast. They uh they're basically saying this is like it's always the mid-card dudes that always got some shit to say about the up and coming talent. But when you see all the top tier people, they either show nothing but praise or they shut the fuck up. Like, you ain't going to ever see Undertaker say anything bad about the women. You ain't seen Shawn Michaels say one thing bad about the women. You don't see Triple H saying nothing bad. You don't see The Rock or Stone Cold saying nothing bad. You don't see Mick Foley. Mick Foley be out here praising these women weekly. Yep. Like, you don't, you won't see none of the guys who knew what it took to be a top-tier talent saying anything bad about these women. But you will see these mid-card dudes have all the shit shit to say. And it reminds me of all these dudes who complain that the WNBA women ain't can't really ball, but none of them was good enough to be in the league. Thank you. Like, it's only the dudes that can't hoop that think the WNBA women are trash. And it's all the dudes who never got to main event status that think all these women are not as good as they think they are. 
And I'm here to say, look, man, whatever is going on between you and Sasha Banks personally, I can't speak on it. I can't speak on Sasha's personality. I've never met Sasha Banks. I don't know how, what interaction y'all have. But do not let that interfere with your professionality. Keep that stuff for the house. Uh, all right. So let me speak on that for a second. The last part, I met her last Friday. She was cool. I've heard people say uh, she got an attitude. I don't know. Maybe y'all just ain't approaching people right, particularly women. I don't like how people move with women anyway, so maybe that's the whole thing. Maybe y'all just move like freaks. Just I've said it many times. Just be a, just be a regular person and everything will be okay. Trust me. I'm from experience uh, for multiple reasons. Other than that, it's just let me say what's up, man. Let me give him respect for Booker T, and we not disrespecting him at all. Booker T, Booker T has done a lot for black workers. Man, a lot of these black workers, though, the older dudes, is moving quiet. I mean, they moving wild, not quiet. Hell, I wish they would move quiet. They moving very loud and just being just wild with other people that look like them. So in the case of Mark Henry, he always has something bad to say about a male black worker like fam. You're supposed to be helping. They talk, He always saying they never ask for my help. Well, how, how we know? Because every time they seem to say that you say that, it's always a problem as if you're not responding back properly or don't know how to talk to the younger guys, which can be a case because a lot of old heads be like, you listen to me because I'm older than you. I'm a vet. Motherfucker, I ain't got to listen to you for shit. That respect that elder for y'all, bro. Unless you old, crippled or something like that, I don't listen to you. That's besides the point. So with Booker, he has a history of just going black workers not amber moon i guess because she trained under him or she's associated with him but the naomi thing was weird like she needs to work harder to get opportunity fam she had the title like what twice? she had two time women's champ Bruh, how much legitimately, legitimately do you know okay so the loudest moment in the royal rumble was when edge came back and that makes sense not i'm sorry to cut you off but no you straight. The loudest moment was when Edge came back. Do you know what the second loudest moment was? When she came back. Yes. It wasn't when Drew McIntyre won, uh, won the Royal Rumble. It was when Naomi showed up. So the only person bigger than Naomi that night was the fact that a wrestler who hadn't wrestled in over 10 years came back. So had Edge not come back that night, Naomi would have been the biggest pop. Right. We sitting here saying, oh, she needs to work harder to get over with with people that's other bullshit it's a cop-out like what do you think, bro she a former champ why does she need to work harder to get over obviously she had the title and they putting over carmella and she only had the title once all she did was moonwalking where fucking hype beats jordan so what are we talking about and then who else he said something about he just had bianca belair didn't he say something about bianca belair isn't ready yet he just the cop-out with me seems to be they not ready Fam, they professionals. Now, mind you, they can get better. But we're talking about two grown-ass women that's been doing this for a while. I mean, obviously, Naomi has been in the for a decade now. Like, bro, they're not 20-some-year-old women. These are 30, 31-and-above-year-old women, being Naomi and Bianca. And then Sasha is a little bit younger, but still. She's, dude, she's already a Hall of Famer. She's one of the greatest of all time. She made that... Crystal clear about a year or two ago that she's already the greatest of all time or on the road to it. But this year solidified it. 
So yes. it's like, what are you talking about? And then she's made history. Her and Bailey are the only two women to win both titles, world championship and tag at the same time. Oh. Uh yeah. And but she's only one of three women to be Grand Slam champions. Right. Oscar and Bailey's the other one. Yeah. So why are you not attacking them? So what are you talking about? It's it's the attitude problem. And that goes back to what it says about black women. Oh, they got an attitude or whatever the case may be. It just puzzles me that a man that's of his age, but once again, just because you 50 or 40 and above, you are OG. We, we've seen that a lot this year because so-called OGs been putting their foot in their mouth. T.I. just said fucking warm milk cures COVID. I don't know what the fuck is going on with these old dudes. Maybe they got CT or C now very young. But that dude trying to look like Eldridge Cleaver or someone, so I don't know what the fuck to yeah. say about T.I. at this point. Yeah, I, I, I have no idea. Then he had a rant going off about that made absolutely no sense, but that that's besides the case. We, we talking wrestling, but it goes in the same, you know, correlation of what I'm talking about. These just because you don't mean shit. What <laughs> what the Nipsey said on uh, the Bulldogs? He said just because you live a old life won't mean to come to a short end. Like, dude, you can't just be out here berating black women, like, bro. You don't berate these other women. I don't. And what's the point of it? Because if you try to put yourself over in this way, bro, you already working. You already on shows. You already did com- commentary before you was even bashing them. So yeah. are you trying to get a higher position in the company by doing that? And if you do that, you're gonna have a hard time because you know why? Actually, a woman is about to be some stake. The woman that used to work for uh, Barstool Sports. I forgot her job title, but it's up there. You got Stephanie McMahon. So the women in general are the dark focal point of the business going forward, which you should do because a lot of these dudes ain't getting it in. These lot of dudes out here being exposed for being nasty. Yes, that is that's the thing that that wilds out to me is like you didn't have so you didn't have the best interaction with Sasha Banks. Okay, that happens. I understand, but man was man's been quiet on Matt Riddle. Thank you. Man's been quiet on Velveteen. Man's been quiet on the whole speaking out movement in general when it comes to this. But yo, oh, I don't feel anybody should be given anything. Like, bro, you are arguing for the company in favor of the company that did what they did to you at WrestleMania 19. Where they let Triple H months up leading up to that call you a thug and a pickaninny and all so many different things. Right. You got qualified. What Triple H said to that man to yeah. face. Yeah. You had to lose to the def- to you was the anti-affirmative action uh program. And Triple H pedigreed you, laid on the ground for a damn near half a minute, and then pinned you. And then just looked at you, bro. Yeah, you friends with Hulk Hogan, who, when it was your time, like Vince Russo himself said this, when it was your time to be champion, Hulk Hogan pulled his executive, uh, pulled his contract thing, and he allowed himself to be put in the title, which they had to then ruin the whole pay-per-view just to make you champion. Right. Because your friend couldn't see that it was your time. 
But Sasha Banks, oh, her attitude rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, she's good and all that, but, you know, what's between me and Sasha is between me and Sasha. Bro, if that's between us, between you and them, why are you even talking about it on your show? Right. It, it, it's like, bro, it's not. And the thing is, it's not even on his show. It's the show where they don't really bash people like they do it for work. But this dude really just get on the platform in public and he'll start going off about black workers in the case. Like you're saying with his show that he does on YouTube with the Naomi thing, it's like, bro, like we asked you a question. We didn't need you to give a whole fucking soliloquy as to why it should happen. You were supposed to make a suggestion. You yeah. shouldn't. You out here act like you the booker and saying yeah. as to why that wouldn't happen. Then it goes back now months later. It happened in one year. This year been so fucking long that he just been putting his foot in his mouth often, or yeah. the high kick in this instance. But, and then you know, he I'm, went on to talk about Sasha on on public TV or nationwide TV, whatever the case. Talking talk talking smack comes on, so it's just like, bro, what's what's the point? Yeah. And also, the other thing, like, I know you don't like him, but CM Punk made this point about him, which is like, <laughs> Why? everybody started. <laughs> That's just funny. Everybody started to figure that out now. I don't know. I feel like I, I don't say it enough where people remember, but they don't remember. Yeah. But even he made this point when he was going on WWE backstage. One of his things was, yeah, Booker T's cool, but he's one of these old guys who still likes to put themselves over even at the expense of young guys. So it's always an angle. It's always trying to work. It's all this and that. And if this is just Booker T trying to work and keep himself relevant, bruh, you're Booker T. We love you. But stop pretending like these people ain't worth they think. If they not, if they rubbed you the wrong way, okay, you go talk to Sasha and you figure that out between you and Sasha. Don't bring that to us. Even right, everything I, don't need to be said, man. That's the problem. And then he be, he being a chatty patty right now. Yeah. And even then, I don't even mind you talking about it. But like I said, some things need to stay in the house. So that's between you and your crew. Right. Just say, I don't like her. All right. Why? You don't need to tell everybody, bro. Especially yeah. when you got all these bloggers that say the same thing. You, you appease into the incels. That's what I'm saying. Because they say... How she acts. And like I said, I go by how people treat me. Maybe she don't treat you well because you be saying goofy shit, particularly about black women workers. Also, you got you to think about this. If a black woman was had a stank attitude in WWE, do you really think she would be getting over? No. And it seems, it seems to be like most of the women workers, I said most, in quotations, seem to be very positive. I hear nothing but good things about most of them, particularly the black workers. I have yet to hear anything bad about any of the black women workers having attitudes. Now, yes. let's cut to the it don't, the men black workers, I haven't heard anything bad about. There's a lot of white workers in WWE that got bad attitudes. But they allowed to have bad attitudes because they talented white dudes. I won't even say they mid. They're talented white dudes. If you ain't good enough to be in WWE, you were talented. Cause hell, I I said this right now. I and I told a homeboy this. Remember when Zack Ryder got let go? Yeah. Zack, Zack Ryder could have went anywhere except New Japan and won the main title. That's how good Zack Ryder is. 
Right. Zack Ryder was just not good enough to be the WWE champion. Now, so, yeah, these black workers, I'm not saying they're not talented either or they're not talented enough to be world champion. It's just we know the game. If they are back here having attitudes, it's different when a black person has an attitude. And it's even more different when a black woman has an attitude. Right. So when these black women out here and they don't, they rub you the wrong way because they proud of themselves. And the main reason you don't like Sasha Banks is because when you asked her where does she rank herself and she says, I'm number one, two, three, four, and five, nigga, she quoting KRS one and you mad. Thank you. And you old enough to definitely remember KRS one. Yes. If I remember it, you remember it. It's supposed to be, well, even though we know it's a work, it's competitive to a certain extent. You're supposed to say that. Yeah. That's the problem. It's just like, it's, it's other black people that down black, not all of them, because I'm trying to be out here. My, my coon ship is not activated. So let me be clear. When Florida is going over, people want to bring up everything else except for boxing. I understand. <laughs> that has been said about him as a Floyd Mayweather fan in the ring. Yes. Y'all never talk about the in-ring talent. If yes. the person, and this is the same thing, it's, it's the wrestling ring and the boxing ring, still in the ring. Yes. But in the ring, talk about that. What yes. she does is basically a work. She's doing the same thing she's doing she's supposed to do as a professional. I don't understand why you're not praising her for doing her job. But she's now, on time. She ain't bothering people. Now, she I'll, what you need to do that you need to praise her. Now, I, I will say whatever y'all think Sasha did, it is not nearly as bad as what Floyd Mayweather did. Like, let's just be right. clear about that. And that's what I'm saying. I said, let, let's be clear because yeah. I don't want. We know what's up. I'm talking about in ring. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. even though but, your personal I mean, people, life can't affect yeah. you, it's still the same thing. With the Floyd yeah. thing is like, we want to boo him because yeah. like, of this and I, this and this. But you supposed to boo him if he wasn't doing his job. I do this with other people, too. Like, I bring up Nia Jax. And if you want to talk about her being not a safe worker, okay, she's clearly gotten better because you haven't heard any. She's put Lana through a table six times now, and Lana has not showed up injured. Naya's gotten a little bit better, but they wanted to talk about her being a, a bully or a diva on Twitter or something like that. But when I bring up Matt Riddle's uh, outside the ring indiscretions or Velveteen Dreams outside the ring indiscretions or the fact that, uh, you know, people like Excalibur was out there using the N-word or this and that, then they want to stick to wrestling. Thank you. But, but look, it's, man, it's it's always a cop out, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but it, Sasha was Sasha was on the New Day podcast, and she explained why she says this, and she said, "I think everyone should feel this way." She was like, "She was like, I wouldn't have a problem if Bailey or Charlotte said it. I wouldn't have a problem if Becky said it." She was like, she was standing there in the New Day. She was like, "If all of you said you were the best, none of you would be upset that the fact that the other one was calling himself the best." The only time people get upset is when they feel like you should be you sh you have to humble yourself in a way that you don't feel like. And like I said, if an old head out here can't respect that the young people create, uh, you know, quote, KRS-One, whether they know it or not, then this is why Little Wayne is endorsing Trump. Right. Because you old heads can't sit up here and get with the young folks.
Let the young folks cook. If they messing up on the way, pull them to the side, be respectful, be kind and say, look, I see you guys doing your thing, this and that. I just, I, you know, if there's anything I can do for you, please let me know. And if they say, no, I got it. Okay. You got it. Right. I'm a fan of your work. I wish you nothing but the best. If they got a question, swing and answer the question. And I understand sometimes you got to check someone and be like, hey, young fella, you, you don't need to do that. I get that too, but this ain't one of those situations where you need to you need to check, Sasha. Yeah, for something I, this uh, minuscule, it's like, dude, we going off your word. How we know? Yeah. And why do we care? We, and, man, just do your job. Like for the most part, I think that's the problem. Like people want to go based on what he say, what she say. Man, like I said, I go off your character and how you treated me, bro. I see entertainment. I just want to see the woman doing the job, and she doing a hell of a job. So what's this other shit? It's something personal, once again, that you said that he needs to address, you know, under, so to speak, like undercover, that we don't need to know. Like, we didn't, if he didn't say shit, we didn't need to know. Yeah, I mean, we yeah. wouldn't know. That's how life works. If you don't yeah. say shit, we don't know shit. Yeah, just because you're thinking it, don't mean you have to tell us what you're thinking. Hey man, I need to pull my quote up. Sometimes it's just cool to shut the fuck up. And on that note, we out of here.